Hello everyone, I am Mikhil and I work with the marketing team here at LaunchCode. Welcome to a new episode of LaunchCast, the LaunchCode podcast. A couple of weeks ago, you met our CEO, Alberio Bathory Frotta. Um, he spoke about one of LaunchCode's earliest projects, Soul. If you haven't checked that out already, please do. The link is in the description. Um, so Soul was built to bring in administrative efficiencies at retirement residences, specifically at Masterpiece Care. Today, Masterpiece Care President, Tim Garforth Bless, is with us. And he'll help us understand, among other things, um, the operations of a retirement residence and the day-to-day -day impact of Seoul. With me today is Masterpiece Care President Tim Garforth Bless, a former army man turned entrepreneur. He has over three decades of experience in the senior and government-funded continuing care industry, and his most recent project is the Masterpiece Southland Meadows at Medicine Hat in Alberta. Welcome to LaunchCast, Tim. Mikkel, thanks very much. Really appreciate you having us here today, and I, I'm excited to be able to tell you about my experience with Seoul and Launch Code, how wonderful they were in this program and the, the development. Um, as you say, three decades, that's a long time. It is. Sometimes I felt that I, I knew what I was doing, but there are other times where I just take a minute and try and figure out how to do things better, uh -huh. how to uh, serve our employees better, bring a new product mm -hmm. into the home mm -hmm. and allow them to use it and see how it goes. And, and we really have uh, felt that with Seoul, we've, we've hit the mark. So I'm very excited today to tell you about it. I, it's probably uh, a very good departure for us because before that we were using paper, mm -hmm. uh, we were using sign-in sheets, we were using uh, Excel mm -hmm. worksheets, mm -hmm. we were using off-the-shelf product which never worked for us mm -hmm. and we, we tried to adapt that with no success. So this isn't the first software we have used in the building but it's certainly the most su successful uh, um, that we've had, so yes. Thanks a lot Tim, thanks for those kind words and the pleasure is all ours. We'll definitely get more into Seoul, you know, right. a little later in the conversation. Uh, but 10 years in cavalry and then to retirement residences. I mean, how does that happen? Well, I, uh, I was in the British Army, so uh -huh. as an officer, and I came here on exchange. Uh -huh. And I met this guy. He was a businessman. Uh -huh. He was in insurance, but he made a foray uh -huh. into retirement residences. Right. And uh, he was the commanding, he was a colonel okay. of, of the regiment that we were in at the time. And he took a big interest in me because he knew I was leaving the army. Uh -huh. So when I left, he gave me uh, his listings or a, a couple of office buildings downtown mm -hmm. and a few retirement residences. And that's when I, this was in the 90s, I put together a uh, spreadsheet of all the retirement residences in Canada, all the owners, mm -hmm. and all the companies in the States. And I would go around helping larger companies consolidate 
the holdings in preparation for a REIT. Mm -hmm. I, I'm sure you know what a REIT is. So, so they, they were very successful. And then I looked at the way that they were being run, these retirement residences, mm -hmm. and I, I saw that, or felt that I could do things slightly differently, mm -hmm. better or, or not, but differently. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we started Masterpiece in 2001. Mm -hmm. And since then, we've built seven, seven buildings. So wow. uh, two in Montreal, we had two in, Cal uh, two in Medicine Hat, two in Red Deer, one in Calgary. Mm -hmm. uh, so across the country. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're always looking for ways to engage our employees mm -hmm. to make sure they're happy when they, they come through the door, to make life easier. Mm -hmm. COVID has been very testing for us. Right. Um, so maybe we can talk about that in a little bit. But oh, uh, yeah. We shall. Um, and just so that our viewers are kind of clear on that, REIT, I'm assuming, is the real estate trust that you're talking yes, about. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. So I do know a little bit about Yes, in, in, <laughs> in the 90s, the, these uh, buildings were, were basically family-run. Right. And we used to call them mom-and-pop operations. Right, okay. right. And, and so I would go around offering them the best price. Right. And consolidating those holdings into one company which then became public, which is the REIT. And uh, mainly for Toronto companies, uh -huh. uh, some Vancouver companies, some down from the States. Mm -hmm. But nowadays, there has been all this consolidations taken place. Right. Um, and values actually are getting tighter and tighter. So, yeah. You know, um, you know, taking off from what you were talking about, like as a senior population grows, uh, by some estimates, it is expected to hit around 25% of the Canadian population by 2036. Um, there definitely are challenges of running like a great retirement residence. Um, and I guess those challenges only increase over time. That's right, uh, Mikhail. The, um, there was a time when, uh, when I got into it quite, quite a while ago, 20, 30 years ago, where the population wasn't covered off. Mm -hmm. Like these, these facilities were government run there was very little private industry in, in this business. Now the, the market is saturated. Um, we, we have a lot of retirement homes. Uh, there, there's quite a lot of vacancy after COVID, there's, particularly there's a lot of vacancy. Um, but the population is certainly coming along. So the baby boomers are about to retire. Mm -hmm. They uh, will, will need spaces in the retirement residences. How do, uh, and everything's word of mouth, mm -hmm. so how do you appeal to the baby boomers that are retiring now? How do you portray the best, uh, building the best staff to, to that population? It's very competitive, mm -hmm. like it's, uh, rates are competitive, uh, they vary from region to region, but the thing that really differentiates one operator from another is the op operating costs. So the operating costs are uh, approximately 60 to 80 percent of your of, of your gross as a percentage of your gross income and of that your staffing costs are about 70 again 70 to 80 percent right. of your op costs. Right. So how can you uh, have an effect on your op costs? How can you have an effect on, on staffing so that your morale is high, so that you you can staff all your lines, so that you can tighten up on your on your op costs, and that of course leads to value. 
Yeah, and I'm assuming a lot of these retirement residences, especially say some, you know, like the masterpiece Southland yes. Terrace, for instance, um, they're almost like communities unto themselves. You know, there's housekeeping, there's catering, there's you know, healthcare services, there's a lot of, so you know, there are lots of verticals working as right. one, right? The communities unto themselves. Right. Um, and I think that was probably my strength. Okay. Was also getting into the business mm -hmm. without a degree, mm -hmm. having a very open mind. I wasn't specializing in one area or another. Right. I basically took every aspect mm -hmm. of the business on. I love. And, and this goes back to when I was eight. So when I was eight, I, I organized, I built camps. I loved to build. Mm -hmm. I built camps for my friends. We, we had them all organized into different groups mm -hmm. of whatever activity they enjoyed at the time. We'd have conferences, we'd get together. So that sort of has always been with me. So I love to, um, I love the diversity of the business because mm -hmm. you go down to your building and there's never one day that's the same. Sure. So um, I have, of course, I have people in management who are experts at nursing. You know, I have, uh, in particular, with this building, two, two um, RN, their Bachelor of Nursing and, and Masters of Nursing. They're very expert at it and, and they really, they're in the forefront for the nursing. But mm -hmm. all the hospitality I run, mm -hmm. um, I defer to them for their advice quite often on nursing. Although, you know, over the years I yeah. picked up on a lot of it. It's, it is a very diverse business. Mm -hmm. And I think um, with Seoul, I think Seoul has brought everyone together. Mm -hmm. Uh, which and it makes you know you're looking after 200 staff mm -hmm. it makes your building very unique if and there's a sense of belonging and community mm -hmm. within the not only within the departments but also as a whole like a collective it's like all for one one for all mm -hmm. and I think you know having soul really brings people together that way it, right. it's been good yeah um, a lot of the times it's a you know it's generally a very simple idea you know it's a simple comment that sparks off an idea it says my overtime costs are high. Uh, in your case, that is. But I guess your statement was a very symptomatic reaction. It was a very symptomatic statement. The reasons were somewhere in between the extensive operation that you had. Um, you know, could you could you elaborate a little bit more on that? Yes, I, I think that, of course, when you develop a property, you're going to staff up to a point where you can take care of all the different areas mm -hmm. and sometimes you can overstaff mm -hmm. so it's a very similar thing with Seoul mm -hmm. because um, when you overstaff of course you have to kind of redirect some of your energies right. and uh, it's very interesting we have uh, just to let you know in 2020 mm -hmm. we won the award for the best business in in medicine Hat. oh wow and in, on that. and in thank you yeah. thank you and in 2021 we won I have to get this right, but we won the Alberta Chamber of Commerce Award for Corporate Mentorship. Uh -huh. And this year we've we've been nominated for Community Attraction. But it, those last two, they really illustrate that we, we care for our employees mm -hmm. and especially the mentorship. Mm -hmm. And it's really about moving people around within the building, mm -hmm. redirecting your resources. Mm -hmm. In the kitchen, we have four hospitality aides mm -hmm. in the kitchen who are applying for their nursing qualifications. Oh wow. So there's enormous diversity and, and our chef Ray, he's really trying to bring those 
uh, encourage his staff to, to grow. Mm -hmm. So we've had staff leave the kitchen uh, and set up their own restaurants. Mm -hmm. They've been highly successful, go into nursing, mm -hmm. as I mentioned. Uh, but also we, we like to cross train mm -hmm. and, and that's a big part of, of what we do. Mm -hmm. So with Seoul, when we were able to um, reduce the lines, we basically were able to repurpose mm -hmm. within the building. But also COVID came along. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of like single site worker. Mm -hmm. We lost quite a few staff because mm -hmm. they had, we were a new building. Mm -hmm. They've been working elsewhere, but part-time with us. Mm -hmm. So they of course had to go back to where they originally were because they had seniority. Right. There. So um, there was a little bit of uh, natural attrition there, let's mm -hmm. say, but generally we try to repurpose people. Right. And, uh, Seoul allows us to do that. You can you can see all the shifts. You can see who you're working with. Mm -hmm. uh, you can look across the fence at nursing and say, "Hey, these shifts are open. Maybe mm -hmm. I should become a nurse." You know? uh -huh. So that's that's. So, um, yeah, I mean, I guess good people are at the heart of any yes. operation, right? Yes. Um, so also provided uh, long-term visibility to the to the employees, and you know, it, it basically empowered them. Yes. Uh, in terms of taking control of their own schedules. Yes. Yes, that, that is the main part of what we're doing here. Mm -hmm. Like the employees, they feel liberated, mm -hmm. they feel in control of what they're doing. And, and honestly, that is the best thing that, that ever happened to Masterpiece. Mm -hmm. the, 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 it's not a top down, it's, it's a bottom up. Mm -hmm. And uh, they can they just feel easy that they have control of their schedules because that's never happened before. Right. Um, it, it, that's a huge difference from other industry players. Mm -hmm. It's that, you know, where everything is, you have a scheduling clerk and everything's directed and, and when a shift becomes available, you're not going out to everybody. Mm -hmm. This is a level playing field. Everyone gets notified when a shift right. becomes available. Right. And then you can pick up if you want, you can take vacation, you can plan vacation. Uh, if you if you're feeling sick, you put that shift up. Mm -hmm. uh, if you want time off, there are many different leaves. I think in the union contract, we have about 12 different leaves. So, okay. so we tailor Seoul to the union contract so right. that everything is, is in line with the contracts that we have. Right. And when people request time off, it's typically taken care of. When we started this program, shifts were picked up in 15 seconds. Wow. Now, now we have um, a seniority mm -hmm. pause mm -hmm. so people can bid for the shift mm -hmm. and then after so many minutes the shift is closed okay. and the senior person gets the shift okay. and that's because that's the way the union contract is written so okay. um, but yeah apart from that um, it, it certainly gives everyone you know that ease that comfort many people in the industry they don't know if they don't know if they're going to be working tomorrow or, or you know they don't know their schedule next week right this you can go years out with Seoul, which is right. which is different yeah but how was how was it working with launch code uh, you know what impressed you the most about launch code's process well alberio is a genius and his team are brilliant uh -huh. um and very it's very well thought out mm -hmm. the launch code mm -hmm. uh, process and we uh I think we go back to the, the, the concept presentation mm -hmm. and when we received that, 
Alberi Robbie, the team, they came down to Medicine Hat, mm -hmm. presented that beautifully in the theatre. The proof of concept. The proof of concept. Yeah. It was so spot on. Right. We just wanted to take it home okay. on that day. And we were like scratching our heads <laughs> thinking, why can't we have this? Like, right. we, we need this. Um, and then we, we totally understood the process. But what was interesting in the process, and we had sprints every week, mm -hmm. uh, sprint meetings, and my wife, Maria, and I, and certain people from Masterpiece Operation would attend those here in Calgary. Mm -hmm. It was easier for the two of us. She, she, my wife is the CFO. Easier for the two of us to, to attend those. They were always animated, always fun. Mm -hmm. um, but what really struck me was the the way that the team always excelled. They, they never let anything go unless it was the very best. Mm -hmm. and, and they made sure that they fully understood, I mean, they're smart people, mm -hmm. uh, but they, they made sure that they fully understood the business before proceeding. Mm -hmm. There was very little wasted time. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I, there was no wasted time mm -hmm. um, because there was great communication. Mm -hmm and nothing was developed that, that was kind of going off the, the main path. Mm -hmm. And the main path was, it was always well communicated. Like at, at, the, at, the, the, at the meetings that we had um, and just the, the sprint meetings and what was sent back to us in the way of minutes. Um, great, great understanding of the product. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I really want to emphasize is that this was basically 18 months in production. Mm -hmm. So we've been operating it for three and a half years. Mm -hmm. The 18 months before that, they produced a product that was not only um, on, on topic, it, it exceeded what, what we wanted, mm -hmm. just in terms of the artificial mm -hmm. intelligence, the way that we were not expecting to see a product that good just in terms of the employee participation mm -hmm. in the whole thing like mm -hmm. it it really um, gave our building a new life you know wow. just in terms of mm -hmm. the employees being mm -hmm. part of this we thought it was going to be much more top-down not mm -hmm. not ground up so right. so that that piece mm -hmm. which is really you know an important piece of soul happened you know, as we developed the, the program. Right. And it's such an important piece. Um, uh, so I think we were really happy mm -hmm. with the end result. Like the, the way that they provided us with that and it exceeded our expectations. So as someone who has this extensive business experience over three decades in your case, right. um, what's the kind of advice you would give entrepreneurs you know, businesses, especially when it comes to like embracing technology and, you know. Yeah, I mean, you've got to listen to your people. They are the heartbeat of your operation, mm -hmm. right? That's the most important thing. And if they're telling you something, mm -hmm. uh, you need to work hard to, to make that happen mm -hmm. and really put yourself in their position. Mm -hmm. so, so that's really, really important. Do not ignore your staff. Make, if you have good staff, they're going to be better than you in any given area. Mm -hmm. That's, and, and you better listen to them. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise, you're, you're not going to do well, let's mm -hmm. say. Um, I think you need to study what's out there. Mm -hmm. um, make sure you invest in the right technologies. Mm -hmm. uh, I've invested in, in different technologies over, over time and mm -hmm. 
Some are good and some are not so good. So I think it's really important you know what you're getting into. Because mm -hmm. once you commit, it's like building a building. Once you commit and start going down a path, mm -hmm. you're stuck. Right. So we were so pleasantly surprised with, with Seoul mm -hmm. in, in that area. The other um, area is follow your gut instincts. Mm. Make sure uh, that, I mean, you, you can read a lot these days, right? Right. On, on, everywhere there's right. information coming at you from every angle right and at the end of the day if if something is good stick with it mm -hmm. you know make sure mm -hmm. you follow your gut instinct i think right. that's that's really important and uh, so that that's my advice that's great advice yeah. i really hope um, you know i've realized over the years that you know technology really plays a huge part in simplifying day-to-day -day life you know it it really brings change in the lives of people in the community Today seemed like a masterclass from Masterpiece Care President Tim Garforth Bless um, about using technology to make lives better, uh, to make businesses better. And we're thankful to Tim for all his insights and the experiences he shared. Thanks a lot, Tim, for coming Mike, today. Michael, thank you. And uh, when, you, when you're older, we'll make sure we look after you well. So, <laughs> I mean, if, it, if Masterpiece is as good as you're making it out to be, I, I wouldn't mind that at all. Very good. Uh, thank you. Um, that's it for today's LaunchCast. We hope you enjoyed this very insightful conversation with Tim. And uh, we hope that you like, comment your feedback or any other thoughts that you have uh, down below. And even share this video with anyone you feel is interested in software development, uh, custom solutions, or technology in general. Uh, do share our content with them. And we do keep regularly producing uh, content that's relevant in, in, the, in the world of technology and software development. So do subscribe to LaunchCode's channel. Uh, do follow LaunchCode on other social media platforms uh, for more content. Links are in the description. Um, see you in the next episode of LaunchCast. Until next time. <laughs>